Hello, friends, and welcome to DBC Conversations. This is a podcast designed to help you go deeper and to help you understand what it looks like to follow Jesus in our day. Each week, we will discuss the messages taught at DBC and how we can grow together as the body of Christ. My name is AJ, and I'm here with our lead pastor, Chad Zook, and we're your hosts for this conversation. Well, welcome back to DBC Conversations, Episode 6. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Doing pretty good. Coming off my trip. Yeah. Feeling somewhat refreshed. How was the trip? It was great. I'm glad you used the word trip because it was explained to me this weekend. There's a clear difference between a trip and a vacation. Okay. <laughs> you know, a vacation may may like have to do with the cabin in the mountains where you sit there or, you know, you sit at the beach and this was a trip. Right. So it was a trip home. It was good, but it was busy. Okay. Busy, busy, busy. What you went through in Nashville? We went to Nashville on the way. Um, actually stopped at Hattie B's. Cool. And uh, I was really smart. I wore jeans and a t-shirt. Little did I know it was going to be in the 90s. And I should have known this, but didn't act upon it. And stood outside Hattie B's waiting to eat for an hour. Hope it wasn't a gray shirt. Uh, it was black, actually. Okay, good, good <laughs> yeah. idea. It was black. <laughs> oh wow! So it was it was really hot, but mm. no pun intended. Had to be hot, hot chicken, Nashville hot. That's right. So I it was super there. super good. I really want to go. Yeah, you guys made me want to go even more. It was super good. Mm. Cool. Did you get really, a good coffee? I did. Um, on the way there, we went to Crema. It's a neat little place. It was the closest to the interstate. Got a good bag of coffee there. And that was a really cool spot and delicious. Awesome. Yeah. And then on the way back, because I have a problem, <laughs> I stopped at Steadfast in Nashville. Right. It's But here's the thing. It's just so convenient because it's six hours. Yeah. It's six hours there, six hours home. So it's the natural break. Yeah. But... I do have to confess something. Um, I'm a little embarrassed to say this because okay. we've already explained to the listener how much we like coffee. Oh, By the yeah. way, we're drinking coffee right yes, now. Yes, we are. Um, and so I have somewhat of a betrayal story Okay, that I experienced when I was in Illinois. Um, I was drinking Keurig coffee. Ugh. I know. I ran oh. out of options. <laughs> Okay, so it was so, like the last resort then. It's not you didn't choose. It's it, like that's right. coffee or not coffee. Right. It's like coffee or water. Can we call it coffee? I don't know if we can call it coffee. They did. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but, I, but I did feel kind of wrong about it. Yeah. But uh, I ran out of options, well, man. Crema so, and Steadfast. I think you redeemed yourself. Good. Yeah. Good. I was yeah. hoping you'd say that. Oh, yeah. There's, there's so, grace here, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. We need grace. Uh, speaking right. of grace, you used this epic quote from Dallas Willard in your message yesterday. So, um, talking about grace. Hmm. But let me ask you this. You, you communicate every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You did a great I thought you did a great job yesterday. Thanks. How did it go for you? Well, it's definitely different than leading. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was, I'm getting more comfortable. This is mm-hmm. probably, I don't know, what is this, four or five times now? I think so, yeah. So I'm still, you know, beginner level, if you will. Um, I felt comfortable, though. I felt uh, confident, which I thought was good. That's not always something I felt before, mm-hmm. so that was that was good. Um, 
had enough time to spend, you know, in the, you know, just getting, um, getting prepared. And I thought that people responded well. Um, you know, it was a, it was, I thought it was just a good sermon all mm-hmm. the way around. I thought so too. Yeah. It was different. It's different than leading worship though. Yeah. Leading worship is definitely more comfortable. It was different for me. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, sure. I mean, years of steady preaching and then the occasional, I actually had two weekends in a row, which is incredibly rare where I just got to sit in the seats and then, you know, listen to preaching. Right. And then yesterday coming into this house, our house, and uh, and then hearing you preach and somebody else leading and all of that. So it was kind of weird. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So I don't know what um, to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> so I started serving coffee, yeah. like before the service, so yeah. before the 9.15. So I right. was like, that's what I'm going to do. Gotcha. That's a comfortable place for me. So. Yeah. Definitely. Making people feel like they belong. So. Sure. But I thought you did a great job, and I thought that uh, the content you know, works so well with the rest of the series and really what's going to be talked about next week. Hmm. Um, I thought that what you had to contribute to all of this, really on the theme and the topic of abiding, mm-hmm. was so pertinent to where we are as a culture, and we've really been digging into cultural Christianity in this whole series. So I think even in in abiding, it is so countercultural, even with the cultural Christianity element yeah. of and what it is and what it means to abide, and really what we can gain by abiding. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, abiding. It's uh, I kind of introduced the topic as this. It's it's hard for us to get a grasp on what what we're doing when we're abiding. And I think a lot of the times it's what we're not doing as well. Mm. But um, abiding is difficult. I mean, it's. I mentioned this yesterday. A lot of our prayer life tends to be very deliberate. Yeah, it tends to be scheduled and routine. And there's nothing wrong with routine prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, I tend to have a, a prayer on the way to the office in the morning and a prayer before, you know, I go to sleep at night. But a lot of those times, I still get distracted. A lot of those times, those uh, you know, those thoughts or just like I said, these little things will just pop into my head and. It's, it's easy to get distracted. So abiding the idea of remaining in Christ, mm-hmm. you know, my mind on him is, is definitely difficult. And with me, I look at the, a lot of people maybe put these two words together, but I think they're different. The difference between rigid and routine. Okay. Routine for me is, it's, it's, a, it's a warm blanket on a cold night. Hmm. I need routine. I'm, I'm the type of person who thrives in routine. I tend to not be very spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife is the chairman of the fun committee at okay. our house. <laughs> she is the spontaneity. Uh, she's the one who's very spontaneous, and she is that. I'm not. I'm, I need a routine. I kind of thrive in a routine. And, and yet, I think to abide, it requires routine, but not rigidity. Okay. That makes sense. Not rigidity. Yeah. You can be, uh, I can be so rigid, and I can err in this, but I can be so rigid to where I put God in a comfortable little box, and I call that abiding. Okay. Whereas it's, again, to me, routine and and rigid or being being rigid is not the same thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm going to read this scripture uh, that I referenced yesterday. Okay. So 1 John 4, 13 through 16 says this, By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent a Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. 
So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. For God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. So from that, when we abide in Christ, our lives then become a testimony of the Holy Spirit bringing new life to us. Right. Yesterday, you you told two stories. Um, I want to get to the second story, but the first story is I want you to uh, clear the air about the tornado. Oh, okay. All right. What is um, there? How old were you Oh wow! when well, that happened? My mom corrected me on I my know. Age. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So when I was five is what I said. <laughs> what I meant was when I was about four and a half or four. We'll just call it four. Let's just call it four because I was told that I was not five. Um, but I thought I was five because she was actually pregnant with my younger brother. Gotcha. And so, yeah, and I was he, actually four. Yeah. And he also told um, us yesterday after the message that he was indeed there. Yes, he was. <laughs> he, was. he was. I don't know and if he And he vividly it. remembers that he yeah, said. He did say that. Oh, that was awesome. Yes. Of course, um, the other story that you said is, I thought was so, so helpful. Um, when you told your dad's story and really the the example of what abiding produces and how right. other people will notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, prior to vocational ministry, I, when I was working on airplanes and pushing a toolbox around, I had the opportunity to work with, with the group of guys that, uh, like, I don't know that any of them were followers of Jesus at all. And I remember when uh, there was such a contrast in those situations because I worked second shift. I couldn't avoid who I was working with or couldn't really avoid the people. So I'd sit down and eat with them at the same table, and, and I wanted to pray and give thanks for my food. So right in front of all of of these guys, I would just bow my head. I didn't say, oh, excuse me, gentlemen, I'm going to pray now. I just bowed my head and kind of quietly prayed. Um, and they talked, and, and I they just went on like nothing happened at first. And all of that, I didn't make it a big deal. I just maintained um, a Christian presence and just tried to abide throughout my workday. Mm-hmm. And... Then when it came to break times, if somebody was telling a, a coarse joke or something that was inappropriate, I didn't laugh and I tried to avoid any any situation that would look like that I was compromising what I believe. Sure. So through these through these examples, I didn't even know that anybody was even watching. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until months later that a guy who ran the test cell um, had pulled me aside, and he was somebody who was very he was the rugged individual. Okay. He was very good, about 10 years older than me. He was very good at working with his hands. He was so much better of a technician than me. Mm-hmm. And it was, again, months later when he pulled me aside and he started asking me, hey, um, asking about his, his son, advice about his son, advice about his marriage. And I know that it was because he had seen something in me that he didn't see in other people. Yeah. And he knew that I was somebody who stood for something different than what he did. Hmm. And it was awesome. So when you said that story about your dad and his example in the workplace, I was like, man, and your dad working, you know, in that kind of aviation realm and all right, that, being right. around all those guys, I thought of myself and I was like, man, I have a, that, that's, that was my life. Mm-hmm. And when you abide in Christ, other people will notice. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you abide, like I said yesterday, you, you're actually putting on display the fruits of the Spirit. Hmm. Putting and, on display. Yeah. 
Man, I love that. So our lives are displaying things like love and joy and peace and patience. And that that happens out of that connection. Mm. I mean, it doesn't happen forcefully. You know, that, that quote from Dallas Willard, mm-hmm. grace is not opposed uh, to effort. It's opposed to earning. Mm-hmm. Some things don't take effort whenever you're connected. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and I talked about that yesterday, but that story you just told is a, is a great example of, of whenever you're abiding fruit flows from that. And I just want to, I mean, and I just want to kind of clear the air. People would say, well, you're a pastor, of course. I mean, you're set apart and you're all these things. I mean, I, I didn't even know the word abiding back then. Yeah. But now I actually have the, the verbiage around it. I was just trying to maintain a walk with God Yeah, throughout the day as imperfect as, as I was and as I am. Mm -hmm. Um, but the contrast was still noticeable with those who are around. Yeah. So, I think about abiding, and you gave these five principles at the end of your talk, and this acrostic abide, and those are great, like handholds sure. of man. This is how we can. This is how we can abide. Mm-hmm. But I just have to think that there's some listener who is still kind of wrestling with how do I do it, right? And then, and then I I, I go back to this other question: Why don't people already do it? Why aren't I mean people who who are followers of Jesus, why aren't they already doing it? Yeah. I think the easiest, um, probably the easiest answer, and maybe to some it's noticeable, maybe not, but I think we're just distracted. We're just a distracted people. Hmm. Um, regardless of whether you're at home or at work or, I mean, even in your car, like we, we have these devices on us. Right. And they tend to become more like... Um, more like an attached body part than a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, we just constantly have these these new um, apps and new notifications that are coming and likes, and we're, we're constantly, we're more connected than ever and more distracted than ever mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have just instant gratification, instant notifications of the world and what's going on, and, and yet we are really disengaged with what, with really what's going on around us. Mm. And I think a lot of the times when we disengage, um, whether that be, I mean, it's easy to disengage just even at home, just being with one another, but it's, it's very easy for us to get caught up in engaging with social media. Um, you know, whether it be Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, whatever your, your drug of choice is, if you will, Mm -hmm. we, we miss God's voice. We miss the time spent with him because we're so distracted. And um, maybe for you that, like I said, for me, just personally, there was a long stretch of time to where, uh, you know, I was constantly on Instagram. And Instagram itself is not a bad thing. I mean, it's a it's a great tool to stay connected. And uh, there's a lot of great things on there. But, you know, not putting any boundaries up. Mm-hmm. And you have to have boundaries in your life, whether it's Instagram or Netflix or and we just live in that, are you, you know, when you're watching Netflix now, the TV show ask after a couple of episodes, are you still watching? It's because mm-hmm. they're just, we're just so used to just continually watching and being distracted. Mm-hmm. All the while we're missing God's voice, you know, and, and really our time spent with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now in the state of Georgia, they passed a law really just <laughs> going against distracted driving. So now yeah. now we're all hands-free. Right. So even now they're passing laws because people can't put their phones down. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and I am still having to fight the urge to, uh, you know, not pick up the phone and get more used to the hands-free, you know, and just the 
luckily I have Bluetooth in my car, you know, it's, right. but we become just, we just rely on these things. I mean, mm-hmm. the, like, I mean, it shouldn't be a problem that we have cell phones, but it is, you know. And every time we hear a ding or we look and see a notification or we hear uh-huh. the, the vibration, you know, it's like we're, we're just constantly tugging. It's yeah. tugging for attention. Like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Right. There's something important happening. Yeah. Earlier today, I was looking at a study from some researcher and they basically took, I think it was just 15 to 20 people to see how many times they just were using their phone. You know, what, what was their phone usage throughout the week? And I think the average pickup on your phone is 85 times a day. That's <laughs> what they were averaging just to pick up your phone. And, wow. and, a, and I think they said 55% of that was just 30 seconds or less, which shown it just showed that it was a bad habit. Huh. I mean, it's just kind of mind blowing to think about the ways we're distracted. Huh. It just, uh, even reading that, even thinking about it now, it's still kind of blowing my mind. But I have this great, um, say this app that I found that's ha- it's at least helped me kind of realize and come to face how distracted I was. Hmm. And I think it's helped me. So I'll recommend it. Um, it's called Moment. Uh, it's an app you can get. And I think they have it for both Apple and Android phones. But the app is just called Moment. And basically what it does is it tracks your your screen time. So regardless of whether you're picking up your phone and whenever you turn your screen on, it tracks that. So it really allows you to see how much time you're spending. And, and it's allowed me to, to say, uh, okay, an hour or two, like all throughout the day is not bad because maybe that's responding to a text message or an email or, or we use, you know, different apps on our phone for church and stuff. But when you get into the, they have different colors. So green is good. Yellow's, you know, in between and red's bad. And Unfortunately, I have a couple red days, you know, mm. and so it, it just allowed me to take a step back and say, how much time am I spending on this? How distracted am I becoming to my phone? And those distractions, I mean, I realize we're talking about phones and, and that's an app. Yeah. On your phone. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, so exactly. Well, there's all sorts of irony. And in a couple of minutes, we're actually going to reference a couple other apps oh, yeah. on your phone yeah. that I think, you know, that are super helpful to us to connect back with the idea of abiding. But I think largely we are a distracted culture. And of course our phones or computers or whatever, anything could be a distraction really from abiding. Sure. But for us, it seems like that has just left a shockwave yeah. throughout our culture. I mean, I've, I've really paid attention this last couple of weeks of just sitting down and thinking every time there's a commercial on TV, I go to my phone. Hmm. Which is a pretty good escape from commercials. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. Yeah. But it's like, has has the world changed since that that whatever ten minute segment? Right. And I go back to my oh, phone yeah. over and over and over, yeah. and I basically exchange one commercial ad for another that's on my phone. Mm-hmm. Wow, <laughs> you know? I never thought about it like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking yes, I'm escaping the machine right. and no. yet finding another one. <laughs> You're a cog in the machine. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, yeah. Huh. Wow, that's wow. a sobering thought. Yeah. But the distraction. Um, whether it's our phone or life or choices we make, sometimes we use we or we intentionally put things in our lives to be distractions. Yeah. So we don't have to sit before God. So we yeah. don't have to abide, and so that way we can say connected by what we talked about last week, and you say, "Well, I'm just so busy." Right. Yeah. I think that's a common excuse, and um, we really dug into that a lot last week. And mm-hmm. like we said, phones, obviously, but. I think that um, what we're really missing, though, is, is, and I mentioned this yesterday, we're, we're missing you know, the life that we could have with the Holy Spirit yeah. when we're not abiding. Yeah. Like God has a purpose for us. He has a plan. He, 
God want he's a communal God. He mm-hmm. wants to have a relationship with us. And um and I think we miss the importance of that and and the weight of that a lot in exchange for, you know, the notification or exchange for mm-hmm. the 5 minutes on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is like we miss that life we could have with God. You gave these five principles. I'm just going to go through them. Sure. For our listeners, uh, this acrostic for abide. Acknowledge God's presence around you and in the world. B, become like Jesus. I, informed by the word. D, devoted to God. Or E, experience the Holy Spirit. And I know that even out of these five things, we still need help. Mm-hmm. So I want to give just two very practical apps for your phone, your device, to help you to do these five things. Okay. And of course you're gonna you're gonna potentially feel a tug of distraction to go, oh, to, to bounce back to another app. So I understand all of that, but I know that these that these apps are super helpful. And the beauty of these is we're not referencing another book. We're referencing something you already have. A phone. Most likely you're listening to this via a phone. Right. So, certainly not everyone, but a lot of people. The first app I want to bring attention to is called Daily Office, or The Daily Office, My Daily Office. Hmm. A great app. It's free. Um, You can set up notifications. This is, the way mine is set up is I get a notification in the morning, and I get a notification in the evening, Letting me know, hey, it's time for either morning or evening prayer. Hmm. And the way this is set up is it will take you through a guided prayer. And for me, that's what I said. I need routine. Yeah. It's not ritualistic. For me, if it becomes ritualistic, I stop it. Yeah. But I need the routine. So now I go to the app and it basically leads me through this prayer and teaches me how to abide. Hmm. It teaches me how to do all five of these things. Because there's scripture, there's um, places there that you that I could pray the Lord's Prayer. I can go through the Apostles' Creed. I can pray a prayer of just invitation. I can pray a prayer of confession. Uh, there's a, a benediction prayer. There's also an opening prayer or opening verse and benediction verse. Right. All of this together helping me to abide, to, to bring my attention and my focus onto Christ. Hmm. So I I've used this for a while and it's really really helpful. There's a free version. There's there's a, a version with a cost. I don't have the one with the cost. I have the free version. Yeah. And then the other app is this one's just strictly for Bible intake. One of the points here is informed by the Word. Right. So the uh, the app called the Book of Common Prayer. It's BCP is actually what it looks like on the image. That gives you five different. Scripture passages a day. And out of those five different things, it's all different sections of the Bible. But for you to to engage with the Word in an organized way five different times, hmm. so it's not 7, 10, 12, 5, right. 9, or whenever. You do it whenever you want. But just opportunities and little helps for me. If I'm on the go, I, if I'm in a doctor's office, I can look at that, and I can go to the BCP app, mm-hmm. and I can engage with those Scriptures. Yeah teaching me to uh, continually surrender my heart to God right to to learn how to better how to abide what do you do as far as what is your do you have any helps or what does an abiding rhythm 
look yeah. like for you? I think the most, probably the easiest one to talk about, obviously, um, like I mentioned before, you know, I pray every morning on the way to the office. I just turn the radio off and um, I love music. I love podcasts. And so um, for me, that's that's kind of something that I've just had to train myself in doing is just turning the radio off in the morning and, and letting it just be me and God in the car talking. Mm-hmm. And, but one thing that I found that is super helpful for me is, is called the prayer of examine. Mm-hmm. And you've printed this off for one of our, our minister team yeah. at DBC. And, um, it's, um, it's just a list of, of prayer helps. And it's, it's again, it's a guided prayer you go through before bed and you mm-hmm. allows me to reflect on my day to say, okay, where have I missed God during the day? Mm-hmm. It allows me to take a step back and say, did I really focus on God today? I think that's been a really helpful uh, a really helpful guided prayer for me. It's called the prayer of examine, probably Google it and find that mm-hmm. print it off. Um, you know, save the picture on your phone, do something right. that would be really helpful for everyone to have that. Yeah. And examine is spelled E X A M E N. Right. Yeah. I know it's kind of a, a different word that we don't usually use. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found that, that one to be helpful too. Mm-hmm. I don't use it as much as I used to. Right. But, uh, the prayer of examine, that's a great help. Yeah. I think, like you said, anything that becomes kind of ritualistic, you could be missing the point. So um, you want to make sure this is something that's helping you grow, helping mm-hmm. you grow in your awareness to God. For mm-hmm. me, that's something that that does that every day. So as we think about this term abiding and what that means, there's this amazing quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It says this, We are silent at the beginning of the day because God should have the first word. And we are silent before going to sleep because the last word also belongs to God. I love that because it forces us to ask the question, you know, when you begin your day, what's the first thing you think about? Are you allowing God to speak? Are you being quiet? And yesterday was all about life and the Spirit. So when we abide in Christ, our lives are a testimony of what the Holy Spirit is doing. And what He's doing is bringing new life to us.